anyone that I'm friends with or work with knows <laughs> <Not> this. <me. laughs> yeah, I don't know who you are. <laughs> um, knows that I recently quit Zara. Um, how come? Uh, because I want to shop less fast fashion and more investment pieces. But if you think about it, isn't technically nowadays all fashion fast fashion because it's mass produced? Hi friends, my name's Nadine. And my name is Thadini. And welcome to You Know What I Mean. So the actual definition of fast fashion is inexpensive clothing produced rapidly by mass market retailers in response to the latest trends. So technically, yes, to answer your question, (laughs) the majority, I would say, of fashion in today's market is fast fashion. Exactly. The amount of times I'm going to say fast fashion. (laughs) Fast fashion. (laughs) (laughs) Like I felt it coming. Um... Okay, so then why Zara in particular? Why are you quitting Zara in particular? Because I feel like, one, I really wanted to challenge myself. And Zara is somewhere that I used to shop at a lot. Mm -hmm. And two, I think it's a beast when it comes to fast fashion. Yeah. I think that over the years, I'm finding that their quality has gone down, but their prices Mm -hmm. have gone up. Yeah. And every time I go in, I'm almost overwhelmed with... The amount of stuff that they have. It's like piles and piles. Yeah, of it is literally, it's like a Forever 21 for adults. I was, wow. I was just <laughs> gonna say, we are literally one person. It's exactly, it's like Forever 21, but the almost the adult version. Yeah. I think that, I think that's like a, I think it's a really good thing. Should I say, I think one more time, everybody? Did Please you get it? Me. I think. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> that it's great if you're quitting Zara. Um, because they so there's I feel like there's like Zara and H and M, and like I guess Forever Twenty One, but Zara and H and M even more are mm-hmm. like really the like pillars of like the bad parts of fast fashion, right? Like I think they like literally like check off all the boxes of like fast fashion. So like the way I understand, or like a bit of the history of of fashion. So originally, mm-hmm. what it used to be is that you would go and pick the fabric that you wanted, you would get it made to your body, like they would take your measurements, they would tailor it to your body, and then that would be your that would be what you got. It was more custom made. It was more custom made. And then a step away from that to like mm-hmm. to like satiate the demand was that people would have a small, medium, large, and they were super, super, super generic small, medium, larges. And then you would take, you would buy whatever size you fit best into, but then get it custom made, still get it tailored to your body. Right. And then it took one step even further than that. Like if you skipped a bunch of steps, I got, it is kind of where it is. It is where it is now, which is that there's just like however many sizes and you just have what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's, I think the fashion industry is, there's like so many different things that I find hard about it. I think one, like the inclusivity aspect of it. Right. Two, the like fast fashion aspect of it that I think every retailer to some extent is guilty of, Mm -hmm. whether it's like having a clean supply chain, whether it's paying workers um, 
like a living wage, like whatever, sourcing your things properly. I think whatever, whatever that aspect is, I think all retailers like are guilty of something just because Mm -hmm. of how, like because of literally globalization, because of like how big the fashion industry has become. Right. And I mean, I think to that point, you'll never, it's very rare to find uh, a retailer or someone in the fashion industry who checks off all the boxes of, of a, to your point, like a clean supply chain or um, proper workers rights, treats mm-hmm. their workers properly, yeah. you know, um, which also falls into clean supply chain or is sustainable. Yeah. So I think you kind of have to, I mean, we were talking pick about this choose. too. You have to, exactly, you have to pick and choose. You have to pick your battles. I know we were talking about H&M, who yeah. we were saying is another big uh, player a huge in retailer. fast fashion. Yeah how they have a really good recycling program. You know, sometimes, I think in some, if not in all, definitely some locations, you can bring in your old clothes. I don't think it even, the brand even matters. No, it doesn't. And they recycle it for you. Yeah. And don't they have another thing too, where their clothes are actually... Sustainable? Yeah. They, they like, they have like a line of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that as well. I'm not too sure specifically. But the downfall of H&M, you were saying, is that they don't have proper um, uh, labor laws. Or, or labor They don't follow labor, proper they don't labor laws. Fa- exactly. Like, they don't have proper labor practices. No, they don't. Um, I think there's, like, a few brands that, like, obviously we've already mentioned H&M Zara, but even brands like Uniqlo mm-hmm. are being called out um, by factory workers because they don't pay a living wage um, to factory workers and I know H&M especially like signed a, had like an accord where they said by 2018 we're gonna have it that all of our factory workers are gonna make a living wage and as it mm-hmm. stands right now the number of workers that make a living wage is zero that work in H&M factories across wow. the world it's literally zero and I, there is a fight for it like like there's like a there's an ongoing like lawsuit basically for that where is the where is their factory located? in Bangladesh oh wow yeah um, so I get a lot of questions. The first thing that people ask me when I tell them that I quit Zara is, where are you going to shop? Mm-hmm. Really good question. <laughs> um, Nordstrom, here I come. A Nordstrom, take all my money. Um, <laughs> that being said. Literally. My $1. What can I buy? A thread? $1. I'm definitely going to be shopping less, which is going to yeah. be tough. Um, my thought process behind it though is that if I spend the same amount of money over the course of the year but on a less amount of items I'm spending more I'm getting more bang out of my buck at the end of the day because I'm getting something that's going to last me more than two seasons I'm getting something that's going to last me a year or sorry not just a year five years (laughs) yeah ten years um so ultimately ultimately it's the same amount of money more in a shorter amount of time, mm-hmm. I guess. If but that if you makes buy, sense. yeah, like if you buy like five things for, say, an average of forty dollars, that's two hundred dollars. But then if you buy one shirt for, for two hundred dollars, that'll last you the equivalent of those five shirts. Exactly. It it does even you, out exactly because you spend less money over time. Yeah, I think the one thing, the like, not not a question, but like a thought that I have about that is how accessible that is to everybody, because I think it's like I think it's great. If you can, like, 
not you, Nadine, but, like, if mm-hmm. people can do that, I think that's amazing mm-hmm. that they can choose to make more ethical choices. But I think it becomes really hard for, like, two different reasons. One reason, if people can, whether people, whether or not people can afford at any stage of the life that they're, of their life that they're in to buy really expensive pieces. Because I think that's maybe a big part of why fast fashion works so well because it does make fashion more accessible to the masses and Mm -hmm. that's why it truly has grown to the point that it has Mm -hmm. um because I think not everybody can afford even though like the math of like you've bought four top you've bought five tops for forty dollars is two hundred dollars over a span of I don't know two months versus buying two hundred dollars worth of buying a shirt for $200 in one go. Right. Like, even though the math is sound there, I think it's, like, tricky, though, Mm -hmm. if you think about, like, whether or not people can afford it because, like, you need more than one shirt. You know what I mean? For sure. To work. And I think the other time that it gets really tricky is for kids because, like, you don't want to buy your kids that are especially, like, like children Mm -hmm. who who outgrow things, like, every few weeks. For sure. But I think I also do think, though, it comes back to what we were saying how you have some players in the game who are really bad, like mm-hmm. Zara yeah, and yeah. Forever 21, and then you have others that aren't as bad, like, mm-hmm. like Banana, Banana, yeah. Banana Republic. But, so, so, that, yes, go. Banana Republic is not, that being said, Banana Republic is not inexpensive, mm-hmm. but it is technically still considered fast fashion mm-hmm. because it's being mass-produced. Yeah. So, okay, I find this interesting. I don't know. Is Gap considered fast fashion? I personally would say yes. Same. Okay. Why? What is your argument My, against it? I don't know if it's against... I guess it is against it. But, like, if Gap owns Banana Republic, it's the it's like kind of the idea how, like, you know how Axe is, like, really, like, toxic masculinity? Like, the brand Axe? Yeah. But then it's owned by Dove. And Dove is, like, touts, like, body oh. positivity and, like, say no to, like, body shaming and and the it, patriarchy and, like, bad things in, in society. Yes. They're very uh, progressive. They're very, yeah, they're very, like, social justice oriented. Yes. Towards body positivity. So, like... Do, do you, do you kind of get what I'm trying to say? It's, uh, yeah, not a double standard, but they almost, they're, the parent company contradicts. Exactly. Its own brands. Exactly. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> a- <laughs> Literally. Um, I think that's a really good question. I think for Gap specifically, uh, because they're both fast fashion, or they both fall under the category of fast fashion, I'm going to say that they it's not like this example yeah. of Dove and Axe. Because they both do the same thing, they just target different consumers. So then, if the idea is that more money does not equal better, like more ethical, are we sure that places like Nordstrom or like, I don't know, Reformation are, are not fast fashion? So... I think for that, places like Nordstrom, because Nordstrom is a department store, you're going to have brands within that mm-hmm. that fall into the category of fast fashion. Mm-hmm. But I think when you look into higher-end brands, mm-hmm. we, what we were saying that, you know, it's not, you'll never find someone that's a win-win. Yeah, win. Yeah. It's going to be a win-lose. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> a win-lose. 
<laughs> no, it's true because what you win. So, for example, in Zara, what you win in cheap pricing, you lose on quality and uh, bad ethics. Yeah. And unsustainable. Yeah. Um, unsustainable to the environment. Yeah. What you win with places like higher end products are quality mm-hmm. and um, uh, what's the word? Longevity. Okay. But what you lose potentially, one, it's it's a higher cost for you mm-hmm. financially mm-hmm. in a short amount of time, <laughs> just to reiterate. Um, but, you know, it is possible that they aren't up to date on their labor laws mm-hmm. or their labor their labor practices. Yeah. Or they're not sustainable. But I think it comes down to what you want or what you out want out of it. Exactly. Yeah. So what what I was getting out of Zara was I was spending a lot of money on something that was lasting me one or two seasons. Yeah. And in the end I was spending more money than I than you are primed to think. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I was just over it. Yeah, that's a good enough reason. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that I want to talk about in this... um, Okay, actually, I have a thought before I skip to our, like, next sub-point in fast fashion. Um, I was having a conversation, this was a really, really long time ago, with one of my friends, and he was telling me... Well, he wasn't telling me. We were having a conversation about how people in, like, a position of power to, like, combat um, whether it's, like worker wages whatever it may be sometimes the the actual workers are like well we need this money so we don't really care whether it's not not we don't care whether it's ethical but like we don't care we're willing to yeah we're willing to give that part up because we need this money so like an example of that which kind of digresses but is still about this point is a worker say like buying selling something in wherever wherever they are maybe they don't work at a factory but they're making I don't know. Less than a minimum wage. Less than minimum wage, obviously, because they aren't making any wage. They just sell what they make. Right. And um, say somebody who's buying it is, like, culturally appropriating. Or say someone who – or that thing that they've bought is, like, cultural appropriation. Or the thing that they've bought is, like, not sustainable or it's not good for the environment or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But the person – and if we were to say, like, we're going to stop buying things that aren't, for example, good for the environment or don't have – don't have like ethical labor laws. What does it actually do to the people who are making those clothes? Do, does that make sense? Because yep. then what you're essentially saying is like, yeah, I like I get the point that we're that we're standing for, which is like we want these pe- we want to buy their clothes if the people making them are making a good wage. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if the people who are working, all of them, are in a position to really fight that and are really in a position to be like, I refuse to work until I get a good wage and or I stand with the people who are not buying your our clothes because we're not getting paid properly because what they're making, as little as it may be, supports their entire family. Sorry, that was such a long rant. But I just wonder. But I don't know. What do you think? I think, I think it's a good... It's a really good point. I think you're just essentially, you're playing devil's advocate with Yeah. With well, it. I'm just wondering, like, how, even though on this end of, on this side of it, we're like, we should not buy fast fashion. And I don't mean to, like, come no, no, down no. on your, like, no, decision oh to gosh. not buy fast fashion. Um, we're like, we shouldn't buy fast fashion. We should, you know, uh, buy or, like, follow brands that are more ethical in all, in all the, the aspects of their sourcing, supply chain, sustainability, whatever it may be. 
But what effect does that really have on the other end of this chain? I think it's going to take a lot of people to take a stand against fast fashion Mm -hmm. for it to have a trickling effect to the workers, to be honest. Oh, definitely. if you think about how fast places like Zara turn over their inventory. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's something insane, like three weeks from uh, conception to in-store. Yeah, it's nuts. It, it, they are constantly producing. They're constantly bringing in new stuff that I feel like there's always going to be, and this might be a little presumptuous to say, but like there's always going to be work Mm -hmm. for them. You know what I mean? It's for somewhere as big as Zara to Mm -hmm. have, to take a hit where their workers feel like they don't have enough work. It's going to take a lot of people yeah, to take a to, stand to against take, it. To have that effect. Exactly. And and that go, it goes back to what you were saying, which is, look, Zara is really, it the affordability aspect of it and the convenience aspect of it are two really big traits that drive people towards it. Convenience is huge. It That's takes, a really good point. It takes trends straight off of the runway before the designers themselves yeah have truly have had conceived of that exactly idea. yeah or have had the ability to sell it in their own stores yeah, yeah. you know so it gives which people, is why it does so well exactly because it gives people access to a world that is otherwise histori- inaccessible historically has been very exclusive mm-hmm. but ultimately you are playing into at least this is this is my I don't, don't want to tell anyone what to do <laughs> but this is something that I have had to come to terms with you're only playing into that trend for such a short period of time but if you invest more in timeless pieces that's never going to go out of trend yeah it's never going never going to go out of style it's not a trend exactly yeah you once asked me i remember okay so what about a black tank top are you going to spend yeah $100 on a tank top yeah <laughs> or wow well, yeah should I say it one more time yeah okay well <laughs> yeah like basics what about like underwear or like I don't know but I don't think basics are fast fashion because there's yes like you can have little details that make a basic trendy but I don't think that from one season to the next your black tank top is gonna differ no but <laughs> so hyped here we go I was Get like ready to go I'm ready um but is fast fa- part of fast fashion isn't just about the trend the other half of it is it's is it's like back end of like how it's made and where it comes from and so if the goal is not just about trend but like is about actually making better sustainable choices that black tank top even if you buy it is still technically considered fast fashion because it doesn't have a clean back end <laughs> I'm shook. Nadine was a Pikachu meme right now. <laughs> she literally looked at me like, no, mm. because I was trying to digest what you were saying. Should I repeat it? My, that's I a no. Mean, you, <laughs> <laughs> my mouth. I had like an open mouth, yeah, like, like <gasps> stare. But what? Um, what I will say, and I don't know if this addresses what you said directly, but the 
like I just keep going to these black tank tops because honestly <laughs> for anyone who knows me knows that I don't leave the house without, without a, black a tank top, top under, under whatever I'm wearing I could be wearing a bathing suit and I will just underneath. have a black tank top <laughs> underneath because I have such a sensitive <laughs> stomach <laughs> now like, all your viewers know too I went to say and I'm like uh this is TMI. I do really just do have... Nadine told me this thing. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I started doing it too. And I think I've just co-opted it from you. She was like, if it's cold or like wind oh hits my... Oh my God. Or yes. like air hits my stomach, it, it becomes like sensitive or whatever. And I, I don't know if it's true, but I just think that too now. So I'm I, like, oh no. I think it's a... Okay, to be honest, growing up, my entire family, not just like my mom, my dad... But my aunts, my uncles, and my grandparents have said you need to – the literal translation is the wind will hit your stomach. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's like a Lebanese thing, <laughs> but I am living proof that this could happen. If Back when crop tops were a thing, I honestly hated my life because when we went out, I would come dead. back so bloated. I'm anyway, D-E-D dead. I digress. Let's move on from this. The back topic to the of my sensitive stock. Back to this black tank top. Um, the black the tank tops that I have that I've bought, I think I have one from okay, let's say I have one from H and M. I have one from like Banana Republic. Yeah. And I have one from like Honestly, that's it. <laughs> and the reason I'm bringing it up is because I've I have those two and I haven't bought a black tank top in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So I think a basic is a basic because it it does last a really long time as a basic as a basic yeah exactly and it's not something that you're gonna wear one season I mean maybe maybe some people do are consistently buying (laughs) (laughs) should I say it one more time um but I know for myself it's almost it's not a one-time buy but it's a very very like a limited once in a while when I like it no longer fits for whatever reason or what have you mm-hmm. but it's not like okay let me tell you one time I bought a turtleneck from Zara it was so cute I did wear it frequently yeah um and it lasted me two seasons and I think a few months ago I went to wear it and there was a massive hole in between like in the neck part on the side why because because the qual the quality it's because it's cheap it's not good quality so let me tell I what I did was I <laughs> she sued them <laughs> I might as well have to be very honest <laughs> no I um I was getting ready to go to work and I didn't have time to change so I actually tore it open a little more cute and tied it and no I just went to work that way and people thought that it was the design. So, so the so. other thing that this highlights <laughs> is that trends are stupid AF <laughs> and consumers are dumb as heck. <laughs> Anyways, the other thing, <laughs> so I'm just moving on. Okay. I love hate trends. I love trends because I love like being yeah. part of the trend, but I hate trends because literally sometimes they're so stupid. I know. I, I'm like people doing this. So sorry. I'm like people who are creating these trends must truly think consumers are idiots well they i don't know if it's that they're idiots but they know that they have a market to sell to yeah they know that if i mean it kind of goes back to this instagram generation which which is another episode everybody yep it's another episode it really does go back to that um 
topic because they know that if someone like Kendall Jenner wore honestly a garbage bag on her head <laughs> people would be like people oh gotta go buy that be, Zara would be like yeah sale, garbage bags Walmart would be all over the place it would be like yes thank god actually you know how barrettes and like bobby pins yeah, are, really in, are right really in right now drugstores so like shoppers drug yeah. mart is now selling fashion pins i bought yeah. these i i am the consumer that they are selling to i bought everything fashion sunglasses never forget actually never forget these quaalude sunglasses <laughs> that nadine bought for 750 dollars. okay it's Wes- <laughs> that's an investment pieces am i right <laughs> am i right they were a hundred dollars okay they weren't cheap they weren't they cheap are- were they <laughs> cute they they were key they were quaalude but <laughs> they were q u a y was really um tripped up by the spelling for some reason yeah i really was um but on a really really random note we're really jumping topics it's okay i love it if you are looking to create a product and to sell it to someone i'm your girl test it on i am the easiest well, person to <laughs> market test it you on her i don't even want to go through all the things that i've bought sugar bear <laughs> hair you bought sugar bear hair, okay? You bought quaalude sunglasses. You have bought those love wellness vitamins. Okay, which worked wonders. They really did work wonders. Which they, is amazing. I'm happy. I truly am very happy for you. Thank you. Um, what welcome. else did I buy that was like a little nuts? Honestly, too many things. There's so, a, there, yeah, too many things. But okay, so the other par- part, the other part <laughs> of fast fashion is like the back end of it um but also the front end of it which is like supporting brands that have a good message whether it's sustainability whether it's inclusivity mm-hmm. whatever the case may be what were you gonna say oh sorry were you gonna say i was gonna jump into a brand that does go for that. it i was gonna talk a bit about reformation okay i have a problem with this but you go ahead so i personally haven't shopped directly at reformation mm-hmm. i say this but they because can feel free to sponsor one of our videos they, please i'm not gonna i'm say gonna no. say this then i'm about to i'm about to say what i'm about to say but you go okay i haven't shopped directly at reformation mm-hmm. but my sister does yeah and so um she's given me some of her clothes before that are from there mm-hmm. and um she raves about them because they're very sustainable and Recently, they have opened up um, mm-hmm. their, their sizing. sizing. Yep, to be more inclusive. Okay. So, I am going through, not going through a phase. Uh, this is something that I do when I look at fashion retailers, especially on Instagram. And not even just fashion ret- retailers, retailers in general. Mm-hmm. And I look at how many non white, cis, straight, models that they have on their page and they that they use for advertising okay so if i look at reformation Mm -hmm. they don't really have that many okay at all and so for me i automatically want to unfollow them because i'm like you're not doing a good job of truly representing like it's the idea of how like inclusivity whether it's through size whether it's through race like whatever it is Mm -hmm. has become a it's like it's like trendy for sure I and I totally agree. I think though that, do you, and I feel like to be honest, this actually falls under another. It topic. does. It does. But just to talk about this, 
Do you think, though, that if a brand stands for these things, that it's important that they vocalize it and say, this is a, for example, a not fully say this is a non-white trans, you know, yeah, but person, but do you think that it has to be there in writing? No, I don't think it has to be there in writing. I think that if any, if anything, it should be there in their in what like actions speak louder than words Mm -hmm. so it should be there in their actions so it Mm -hmm. should be there in their instagram posts that they put up it should be there in the people that they have on their stories like for example sage wellness Mm -hmm. i love them okay i freaking love essential oils okay i literally have them everywhere with me i keep one on me at all times But I recently have been struggling because they never, ever in their stories or otherwise Mm -hmm. have people that are not straight white cis people talk about any, talk about what they're doing or how they use sage or, or anything. Like they'll, they'll feature people being like, oh, this is my wellness like tips for self-care Sunday. Mm -hmm. This is what I do. And And I, like, it got to the point where I almost reached out to them. And I was like, you never feature somebody who's not a straight white white cis person. And you don't have to have it, like, in writing. Mm -hmm. I think you should just, it should just be so, if it's truly something you believe in, like, Mm -hmm. if size inclusivity is truly something that Reformation believes in and stands behind, why do they never post pictures on their Instagram of people with, of different sizes? But they have been. I don't, I don't think so. I haven't seen any. And even if they do... It's very, like, still within the standards of, like... Beauty. Yeah, within, like, Western ideals of beauty. This, yeah, this kind of falls into another episode. We'll talk about it then, too. Wait, let's actually look it up. Okay, we're looking up the Reformation website. Okay, I mean, so, sorry, their Instagram. So the first... 12 posts. Are are white people. Are what, the next 16 posts, the next... We have one who's not two, but it's the same model. So technically one. But forget it. Like, think about how many we just went through. We went through 24. Right. We had two pictures out of 24 pictures that were non-white people. So And not a single one of those pictures was somebody who is not tall and max a size four. And so I feel like if a brand truly supports that, mm-hmm. then it should just be so, like, interspersed in their... In what they what they market totally. Who is a fashion retailer? I don't know that you shop at. I mean, do you shop at Zara. I do shop at Zara, and no, they're not good at that. I truly, I truly don't know, and it's something that I struggle with so much because mm-hmm. brands that I like, like YouTubers that I follow, mm-hmm. pe- where I shop, like <laughs> I always try to look for. Um, brands and whatever that that support not support but that show outwardly that they are using different standards of whether it's beauty whatever it is Mm -hmm. across their across what they're doing in their company and it's really it is really hard for me to find but I found sorry you keep going to ask me a question but Mm -hmm. I have turned away from a lot of brands and you know how much I love Lauren Elizabeth she's this YouTuber Mm -hmm. but she started a um clothing line and she's like yeah guys I have more brands I have more sizes for you guys in my brand and not one time I'm not even exaggerating not one time she has this thing her brand is called XLE Girls Mm -hmm. and um 
on her page XLE, she she posts pictures of like of like people wearing it, mm-hmm. and she like talks about these XLE girls that like promote whatever XLE stands for. And not one single time is it somebody who is not white and straight, and a size like four max. You know what I will say though, I think what you're saying is extremely valid, mm-hmm. and you bring up a really good point. I don't think that argument though is isolated to brands like reformation and oh fast no not fashion. at all it's not i think it's a topic that has to do with with just the marketing in general marketing in general exactly yeah. and i think that if you are going to call out reformation i'd have to call them all out and i i'm yeah like i'm i'm i think that's valid and i'm happy to do that no i don't think that <laughs> i i really went in for not you what you're gonna say you did no i i just i think that you have to isolate things like as they come like yes I think that it's true I think that brands can always do better Mm -hmm. I think that brands can always do better in terms of their inclusivity I think that they can do better in terms of their labor practices I think they can do better in their efforts to sustainable to 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 be more sustainable to be more sustainable I think that I'm not gonna say like Yes, okay, now Reformation has extended their sizing and like, yay, let's clap for them and celebrate that. But I I also don't think that we need to be like, I'm still not going to support you because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I, what I will say though is that like, yes, that's great. You guys have extended your sizing. I'm not fully convinced that this is the brand for me just yet Mm -hmm. but I'm confident that you are stepping in the right direction okay and I totally agree but my argument for that is have they even truly stepped up like fully gotten behind Mm -hmm. more inclusive sizing if it's something that they have not displayed at all if it's not something that they actually promote say on their Instagram page. But I feel like it's hard to say though because at the time that we're recording this episode, they released their line two weeks ago. I'm not saying that like they're doing the best job there is in promoting their inclusive sizing. But they know they know the effect that that's like having that statement mm-hmm. is going to do for them because it does make them look like a better brand to shop at, right? For sure. So then why not stand behind that? Like I'm sure they didn't just come up with this idea for having more more... sizing Mm -hmm. two weeks ago right like they must have had a plan they must have like rolled it out they must have been like okay we need to create more sizes we need to like actually put this in in motion if we're going to say we're going to do it Mm -hmm. and part of that I feel if you're practicing what you preach would have been to have pictures of it and and it only makes sense truly from a marketing perspective if you think hey I'm going to promote that I have more sizes I should put it up on my Instagram that I have more sizes I don't know. That's just what I think. Yeah. So you're saying that you think they should have been more, yeah. for lack of a better word, aggressive. Not even aggressive. I think they sh- truly should have stood behind it. And and I would have believed it more because now I kind of just feel like it's a bit of like a it – t- it takes away credibility from what they're doing. That's which sucks because I'm sh- I hope that they truly are co- going at this full force. I think you have to take it like bit by bit to be honest with you. No, like Yeah, but I just think we should like – I think that hold I higher standards, which I I totally agree. Yeah, I think that we should hold to a higher standard. I think that we should still appreciate what's being done. No, I think that like we need to be. We need to look in two months, two months, From in now. two months' time, and see. Okay, do we f- still feel the same way? Mm-hmm. Because 
um, I think it's too short of a timeline mm-hmm. from their release to really get an understanding of what they truly stand behind. Because their main um, stance or who they are as a brand is about two things, sustainability and uh, ethic, like ethical labor standards. Yeah. Um, so this is just, I think, another aspect that they're adding on to their brand that shows that they are m- more progressive. Okay, so to bring that back down. Yes. That got so intense so fast. <laughs> fast fashion. Fast fashion. Fast and furious. Rage. No more Zara for me. <laughs> and more... Which is, which is great. Like, I think, I, I think in this whole, like, episode, like... We didn't actually take a minute to look at how hard and how good that it is that you're doing that. Totally. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> Let's talk more about me. Um, I would love to. <laughs> it is really hard. Definitely it's going to mean shopping less, which is going to be hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that I didn't bring up that is going to be the most hard is, you know, we were talking about trends and how we hate trends, but sometimes... But you do love them at the same but time. But you do love them at the same time. It's almost ignoring the temptation of keeping up with the trend. Yeah. And kind of going your own way. Exactly. Um, So it's definitely going to be a challenge, but I'm excited about it for sure. Mm -hmm.